Security and education are at the top of the priority list for Prime Minister Anthony Albanese's trip to India. The PM is leading a delegation of prominent business figures and the aim of the trip is to enhance economic and security partnerships. One of the people on that delegation is Universities Australia Chief Executive Katrina Jackson and she joins me now live from India. Welcome to the program. G'day, Sarah, and how lovely to hear your voice on International Women's Day. (laughs) Thank you. We've seen news today that Deakin University will become the first foreign tertiary institution in the world to establish a campus in India. What does this deal mean? Look, the worst kept secret of the visit, the announcement we made by the Prime Minister tonight, and this is terrific news for Australian universities, for Deakin University particularly, the first teaching campus from an overseas university uh, in India, here in Gujarat, where we are today, uh, this is just a, just one of a number of manifestations of a really ramping up relationship between Australia and India, which is so terrific to see. We had the Education Minister, Minister Pradhan in Australia a little while ago, and we've seen this week and last week with a, with a visit from uh, Education Minister, Australian Education Minister Jason Clare, some delivery on that visit from last year. So just going from strength to strength relationship between two terrific democracies and what a wonderful country India is. So what is um, Deakin Gujarat, I don't know what you'll call this campus, uh, or what anyone will call it, going to offer? What kind of courses and what sort of capacity are we looking at? Look, Ian Martin, the Vice-Chancellor of uh, Deakin University, has the largest smile on any Vice-Chancellor's face I've seen for a while. I'll have to defer that question to him. We're at a fairly early stage so um, the, the Gift City is a special economic zone that's been set up under the auspices of the Indian Prime Minister, Prime Minister, Prime Minister Modi, uh, to especially encourage universities to come here. Uh, India has a very large challenge on their hands and very ambitions to tackle that challenge. Uh, a very large number of people in what is almost the most populous nation in the world are young people. They've got a huge population of young people. So they've made a commitment to offer a post-school education to 500 million people by 2035. That's 500 million people in just 12 years. That's such an enormous project. They've called on us to assist uh, campuses from overseas universities. Here will be one part of that, but that's that's just one small part of what is an enormous nation-changing project for this country. So given the, the scale of the demand for higher education in India, are there other Australian institutions with Indian campuses in the pipeline? Do you have any other breaking news here for Iron Drive? Oh, look, there are certainly other other universities who are working very closely with the Indian government and with Indian sister institutions, uh, and a number of our institutions have 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 long and you know long strong links uh, with India. The University of Wollongong, I think, is a very close uh, uh, associate. Uh, I wouldn't want to blow anything. Uh, I think it's for those universities to make announcements, but certainly there are lots of discussions going on. And there's been a really strong relationship between India and Australia in relation to students, students who come from here to study in our institutions, but also we've got a growing research relationship with 450 links already between Australian institutions and Indian ones, uh, and that's just something we can build on. You've actually called this a golden era for Australia and India's relationship in the context of education. That's not really something we're used to hearing after three years of a pandemic. What do you mean by that? Look, I just think all the indicators are on the up. Uh, we've got really good engagement with the Indian government. You can see this this week. You can see it last week with Jason Clare and Minister Pradhan, his 
Indian counterpart uh, in very, very close discussions. A terrific visit from that minister to Australia just a matter of months ago, and now our Prime Minister and Prime Minister Modi of a really uh, great... You've got to come here to understand what an extraordinary uh, and influential country uh, India is. I mean, Australia is a great country, uh, but India is very close to being the most populous nation on the world. I mean, the state I am standing in is about as big as the whole of Australia. Uh, India has such potential and has really uh, had terrible times during COVID, but economically has done really pretty well. There are lots of shared interests between Australia and India, and education is one of those ones fundamental. India wants to change the way the nation is and wants to enhance the aspirations of those millions and millions and millions of young people, and Australia is exactly the right partner to, to really help and we're making all sorts of connections to make sure that we can help in the, in the most fruitful way. What are the key outcomes you're hoping to achieve from this trip? Uh, look, certainly what we want to do as universities is make sure that universities stay at exactly the spot we are, really front and centre in terms of a really major part of the, of the trading relationship between Australia and India. Uh, I don't know if you know, but international education is our largest services of export. So not just important for the incredible role it plays in our culture in Australia as a really strong multicultural nation, but also our place in the world, uh, our place in the world as a responsible citizen, something that Penny Wong has been so clearly and articulately making uh, making clear, both here in India in the last couple of um, uh, weeks, but also around, around the region. So our aim here is just to make sure that people understand that one of, the, one of the things that is the glue that holds India and Australia together so nicely and aligns our interests so nicely is, are those people-to-people -people connections from students going backwards and forwards, uh, but also research relationships where we tackle really important mutual problems. I mean, there are lots of research topics that India and Australia share, but one of them is water and soil security. So if we're to tackle really big things like climate change, being able to feed our populations and uh, supply water to our populations and our agriculture in a safe way is fundamentally important and that's something that Australia and India are working on right now. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Universities Australia Chief Executive Katrina Jackson, who's joining RN Drive live from India, uh, where she's joined the Prime Minister's delegation. Katrina, I also want to ask you about security concerns in the context of higher education. There have been concerns raised about training students from foreign countries. China is the one that keeps getting mentioned. Uh, cyber hacking skills, for instance. Is this a valid concern? Uh, look, I think Australia has done an enormous amount and specifically Australian universities working in partnership with the Australian government in the last three or four years to really grab hold of these sorts of security concerns. We know there is foreign interference coming from a range of countries around the world, not just the one you've mentioned, uh, and government and universities have really joined together to make sure we've got the best possible mechanisms to try and make sure that we're protecting both our institutions and our students from overseas and from Australia uh, to make sure that all the guidelines are in place. So, for example, I mean, we know that, that universities being hacked is just a part of the way things um, are these days. It isn't just universities. It's, it's all substantial-sized institutions putting safeguards in there so we can be the best prepared we can possibly be, get the right sort of assistance from government. That's what the University Foreign Interference Task Force is for. Uh, it also offers a really good mechanism for really good information exchange in a secure way. The fundamental point here 
is to strike the right balance between those national security concerns that are valid and right and very important and escalating concerns. We totally understand that. But that and the fundamental openness of universities, the way we operate is to share the research we do globally. So those two things could be seen as antithetical. Actually, they're not. And through a really strong relationship with the Australian government and partnership with the Australian government to tackle those serious questions, we're balancing them nicely. But more work to do always. Mm. Universities Australia Chief Executive Katrina Jackson, thank you for joining me. Absolute pleasure, Sarah. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.